You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we welcome everybody to another week of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you on a Monday, March the 9th and a Tuesday, March the 10th. Hope everybody had a good weekend. Get ready for more Lions draft talk, free agency coming up. Wow, next week as we get closer to that, many people talking about many different options for the Lions and free agency, including at defensive tackle. We'll get into a little bit more than that for sure when we get uh, closer to a free agency next week. But we got to talk mock draft Monday. That's uh, what we always do here on a Monday. Brought to you by our friends at thedraftnetwork.com, our buddy Kyle Krabs. From the Draft Network had a three-round, three-round mock draft today at thedraftnetwork.com. We'll go over his selections, what it means for the Lions, how realistic it is. Plus, big news today, the Lions have finalized their coaching and strength and conditioning staffs. Big surprise, the Lions have brought in former Patriots and have elevated many of their own. Inexperience, the name of the game, down at 222 Keenest Drive. In Allen Park. You want to get a hold of me? You can via Twitter at Derry Speaks, D E R Y Speaks. Send me an email at DerrySpeaks at gmail.com, at Lockdown Lions on Twitter, and of course the Matt Derry Facebook fan page as well. Uh, I want to get to this mock draft in a second. We got to talk about the coaching staff. The Lions today, more than two months after their big overhaul, Finally announced all the changes that they were making to their coaching staff today. Uh, five new hires, three internal promotions. Josh Schuler is the new strength and conditioning coach. He was a guy that has been with the organization since 2016, was the assistant strength coach, and uh, has two new hires with him. Morris Henry, a former college defensive back, was an assistant strength and conditioning coach at Auburn, so he has worked with Carrion Johnson. And Tom Canavy, or Canavy, uh, extensive NFL experience, strength and conditioning coaching uh, experience in Tennessee, Minnesota, and Philly. Last year, he was the director of sports performance at the Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance. Also, the Lions, uh, no surprise, have elevated a couple of their uh, quality control or assistance to uh, bigger positions. Steve Gregory is now the defensive backs coach. Ben Johnson, who was an offensive assistant the last couple of years, um, uh, at least last year with the Lions, is now the new tight ends coach for the, for the team. Gregory played for the Patriots when Patricia was there and has been a defensive assistant um, the last couple of years, past two seasons. Also, um, the Lions have officially announced, as I mentioned before, Tyrone McKenzie is the team's linebackers coach. He came over from the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Ty Warren has been added to the staff as a defensive assistant. Same with Tony Carter. Uh, Carter was most recently defensive backs coach at Jacksonville University, played one year for the, <clears throat> you guessed it, New England Patriots, an eight-year NFL veteran. So you've got Matt Patricia, Daryl Bevel, Corey Unlin, Braden Combs, Kyle Kasky, Tony Carter, 
David Correo, Bo Davis, Hank Fraley, Steve Gregory, Morris Henry, Ben Johnson, Tom Canavy, Tyrone McKenzie, Robert Prince, Evan Rothstein, Sean Ryan, Josh Schuler, Stephen Thomas, Ty Warren, Leon Washington, Marquise Williams, and Billy Yates. That is your entire full Detroit Lions coaching staff. Now, what I find interesting about the offici, uh, making this official uh, with the hires is the following. If you are, have been following and you've been listening to the podcast, I've told you the one concern that I have is the lack of experience on this coaching staff. All right? All new coaches they hired for position coach or coordinator have not been a position coach or a coordinator before at the NFL level, except for Tyrone McKenzie, who was a linebacker's coach in Tennessee. So all of the guys that they've hired to replace the seven guys they fired were previously lower-level assistants. There's a couple of ways of looking at that. Number one, is this the best they could have done in terms of coaching hires based on the fact that Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn are under fire and you could say this could be the last year for those guys, which I'm not going to buy, but you know, what great assistants could they go get and give contracts to If Patricia bombs this year and gets let go, then those guys would be out of a job. So that would be maybe the reason why you wouldn't be able to get a higher profile D coordinator or or whatever it is. Remember, the offensive coordinator that they hired last year was out of football in Darrell Bevel. The defensive coordinator has been nothing but a secondary coach in Philly for the last five or six years. Not to say Corey Unlin, or even in year two, Darrell Bevel, couldn't do a good job. But everybody hired, except for Tyrone McKenzie, has never been a position coach before or a coordinator before. So I'm talking special teams with, with of course, um, the addition of Braden Combs, who everybody likes. And we talked to Dan Horde, the voice of the Bengals, a few weeks ago, and he said Braden Combs is ready for this job. And he comes from the arguably best special teams unit in the league in Cincinnati. All right? And so lack of experience is going to play a factor here with this coaching staff. It is what it is. But again, this may just be the best they could do. So that's your staff. Um whether you want to say it's unimpressive, whether you were hoping for like Wade Phillips to come over, the bottom line is this. Next week in free agency and in a month and a half at the draft, Bob Quinn, the general manager, has got to bring in better football players. And this team has to hold on to its good football players. If they want to win next season, if they want to take the next step, all right, because when Quinn got here, he said nine and seven, or when Quinn fired Jim Caldwell, he said nine and seven weren't good enough. Yet the team has won nine games in two years. We could talk about coaching all we want, and you have to have a good staff, and you want to have as many good position coaches as possible, and assistants, and all that stuff. But the bottom line is, you have to have good players. All right, the New England Patriots have had a really good quarterback for twenty years, great quarterback, best ever for twenty years. If the New England Patriots allow Tom Brady to walk, whether he's 43 or not, and replace him with some scrub and think, well, Case Keenum will just come in there and be the starter and Belichick will Belichick it up and he'll put him in the system. Wrong. 
wrong. All right, if Darius Slay leaves Detroit and gets traded for a draft pick, the guy that's going to come in and replace him, whether it's Jeffrey Okuda at three or whomever, will not be as good as a back-to-back Pro Bowl player. That's just fact. All right, Daryl Bevel could have been the greatest offensive coordinator in the world. But when Matthew Stafford got hurt last year and the Lions were turning to uh, David Blau and the other guy before him, Uh, Jeff Driscoll, how'd the offense look? Like shit. You got to have players. You have to. And the Lions need to be very smart in free agency, pick up some guys at at positions of need, get a D-tackle in here, get a right guard in here, whatever it takes. Fourth wide receiver, maybe another running back. I say a linebacker. They don't think so. Got to sign a cornerback, whether it's Byron Jones or Chris Harris or whomever. Bradbury. Got to get a corner in here, opposite of Slay. Because, again, we're going to look at this roster differently as we really approach the draft once free agency is done. Oh, by the way, the team needs a legitimate backup quarterback, too. Not this dog and pony show they've trotted out the last few years. Get a real one in here. But that's your Lions coaching staff for 2020. Interested in your thoughts on it? You can tweet to me at Dairy Speaks, at Lockdown Lions, or a comment on the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page as well. When we come back, A three-round mock on Mock Draft Monday, courtesy of the friends, our friends, at thedraftnetwork.com. That's coming up next. You're listening to Locked On Lions. We're back, everybody. Locked On Lions on a Monday, March the 9th, and a Tuesday, March the 10th. Hope everybody had a good weekend. Kyle Krabs talks Detroit Lions draft, or Kyle Krabs does his mock draft, and again, This was his 6.0. A lot of different mocks we've talked about, but we like the folks at TDN, the Draft Network. And each and every Monday, we do the Mock Draft Monday and tell you what the folks at the Draft Network think. We see some similarities this week between um, uh, what we saw last week with our buddy uh, Tampa Bay Trey and now this week with Kyle Krabs. Kyle Krabs. That was Trevor Sikama last week. So, Mock Draft, mock dra- uh, Draft Network, Mock Draft Monday. Here's the mock from Kyle Krabs. Number one, Joe Burrow. Number two, Chase Young. Okay, we got that over with. At number three, the Detroit Lions select Jeff Okuda from Ohio State. Krabs writes, quote, Detroit 2 would very much like a trade down, but even as Tua Tonga-Vailoa's medicals become more clear, the rise of Jordan Love and Justin Herbert as viable alternatives have cost the Lions their leverage. See, I don't agree with that. As such, Jeffrey Okuda is the biggest potential difference maker for the Lions, especially with a Darius Slay standoff, looking as though it may culminate in a trade. See, I think Jordan Love's looking good. I, I just I'm not buying Justin Herbert here as 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 hurting the Lions leverage. I still think there are going to be some teams that want to move up to three to get Tua. And his medicals looked very good today, again, 
according to Ian Rappaport. Now, Krabs has the Giants taking Isaiah Simmons at four, Tua going five to Miami, Makai Becton six to L.A., Chargers, Colts taking Herbert at seven, C.D. Lamb eight to the Cardinals, C.J. Henderson cornerback from Florida nine to Jacksonville, and Tristan Wirfs going ten to the Browns. They don't have Derek Brown going until 13 to the Carolina Panthers. So, again, I think the Lions are going to take Okuda, too. Not at two, uh, also. This is what I'm sensing as well. I'm sensing that Detroit likes him. And I continue to think that that's going to be the pick for the Lions at number three, if they don't trade back. To me, it's pretty simple. The Lions must trade back. And I'm not buying this Jordan Love, Justin Herbert moving up so far that team, it'll cost the Lions leverage. I don't see that. I still think there are going to be enough people out there, enough general managers out there that say, yeah, sure. Love, Jordan Love looked good, and so did Justin Herbert. Whether it was the combine, whether it's at their pro days, whatever. But I still think Tua is a big-time prize. His medicals continue to come back solidly. And there will be some teams that say, he's a difference maker. Let's move up and get him. And let's call the Lions at number three and get it done. I still think the Lions can get Okuda at five. We've talked about Isaiah Simmons ad nauseum. That's a guy I think the Lions should get. I think linebacker is a bigger need than they think. But again, I'm not running the Detroit Lions. Bob Quinn is. So Okuda at three in this mock draft. Round number two, looking very similarly similar to what Trevor Sycamore said last week. At number 35, the third pick in the second round after the Bengals take Justin Jefferson, wide out from LSU, and the Colts take LaVisca Chenault from Colorado. So back-to-back wide receivers. The Lions would take, at 35, defensive end from Iowa, A.J. Apanesa. The same pick (laughs) that Trevor took last week, made last week for the Lions. Krabs writes, quote, the Lions will happily cash in on A.J. Epinesa's poor combine testing. He's a great fit in Matt Patricia's Patriots-style defense, end quote. A.J. Epinesa, 22-plus sacks the last two years, a big defensive end whose combine testing was not very good. He ran over a 540 Strength stuff, cone drills, all that stuff wasn't to the liking of many in Indianapolis. Who are the Lions passing on at that pick? Well, the next three picks after that are offensive tackle, Austin Jackson, a cornerback, Trevon Diggs from Alabama, and a cornerback, A.J. Terrell from Clemson. Also, J.K. Dobbins, Antoine Winfield Jr., the safety from Minnesota, etc. Those are the types of players still on the board in this mock draft. As far as me and A.J. Epinesa, I I would take it in a second. I think that's a first-round talent. I know he had a poor combine. The guy can play, and he can get to the quarterback. And if you put A.J. Epinesa on one side and Trey Flowers on the other, I think that would make... 
this pass rush so much better. This is a guy that wreaked havoc in a very good conference. Yes, combine wasn't great. Slides to the second round, perfect. The Lions can grab him at 35. So, I would not mind that pick one bit. What about in the third round? We'll take a one-minute timeout and tell you who the Lions take in round three in the Mock Draft Monday right here on Locked on Lions. All right, so we are through two rounds. The Lions have Jeffrey Okuda. The Lions have A.J. Epinesa. Would they take an offensive player with their defense as porous as it was a year ago? Kyle Krabs, 2020 NFL Mock Draft 6.0, says no. He is the Lions taking defense. Now, top of round three in this mock, Malik Harrison, the linebacker from Ohio State. Brandon Ayok, the wide receiver from Arizona State. And then the Lions at number 67. With Josh Uche still on the board, but the Lions don't take another edge, they would take Jordan Brooks, linebacker, Texas Tech. Krabs writes, quote, keep swinging at linebacker, Detroit. Jared Davis is athletic but streaky, and Jelani Tavai is more of a thud defender between the tackles. Jordan Brooks brings good range and can help cover for a potential loss of Jalen Reeves-Mabin in 2021 free agency. Wow, a Jalen Reeves-Mabin reset from Kyle Krabs. Oh, no, JRM's leaving? I forgot he was still on the team. See, that's a big problem with the Bob Quinn drafts, is there's too many guys we're still waiting for. Why couldn't Jalen Reeves-Mabin been some hotness? Why couldn't he have ascended and gotten better to the point where we're talking about not needing a linebacker because you already took one and he got better every year? But that has not happened. As far as Jordan Brooks, what everybody says about him is, if you watched him in the Big 12, 6'1", 245, He can really run. He's big and rangy, which is what the Lions like. Very good tackler. His problem is he never plays in coverage. Rarely ever takes steps backwards. Completely unproven in coverage. Sound familiar? This sounds like Jared Davis 2.0. Fast, explosive tackler. High motor. Jared Davis always plays hard and has a high motor. He can't cover anybody. More of a C-ball, chase-ball defender that is reactionary without much anticipation. Oh, my God. This sounds like Jared Davis. Are you kidding me? You're going to take another guy that sounds like Jared Davis? Can I see somebody that says excellent in coverage as a linebacker, can do it all? Jordan Brooks. That would be your third-round pick, according to our friends at thedraftnetwork.com and Kyle Krabs. So three defensive players in a row, just like last week. Think some of the experts believe the Lions need defense? My goodness gracious. Again, that's why I talk about the coaching. Everybody says, oh, Matt Patricia's a defensive genius. Matt Patricia this, Matt Patricia that. His defense sucked. Why? There's not enough good players on it. And Trey Flowers is a, is a good player. Not worth the money. Tracy Walker, I think, can be a really good player. 
Darius Slay's a pro bowler. Who else? Who else knocks your socks off on that defense? I like Quandre Diggs. He gone. All right, that'll do it for another edition. Monday edition of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network on this Mock Draft Monday. We'll do it all all again tomorrow, folks. And by the way, by the way, that wraps up this edition of Locked On Lions. Now, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On Lions. Have a great day. See you tomorrow.